Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the LI Law Podcast. I am your host, Zahava Schechter. The premise of this podcast is to feature issues, developments, and topics affecting the law and how it relates to the eight million of us who live and work on Long Island, New York, which includes Nassau, Suffolk, Queens, and Kings Counties. If you live or work on Long Island, this podcast on local and state legislative and judicial decisions is for you. Our guest on this episode is Colleen Merlo, Executive Director of LI Against domestic violence. Colleen will speak about the important work performed by the organization, which has for the past 40 years empowered victims and survivors of domestic violence through supportive services, including hotline counseling, vocational training, emergency shelter prevention, and educational resources and legal advocacy. Please check out the show notes for a full description of Colleen's credentials and contact information, as well as the organization's hotline telephone number. Please keep in mind we will not be providing legal advice to any specific questions. Colleen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Zahana. I'm so happy to be here. So please tell our listeners about LI Against Domestic Violence and the services you provide. Sure. So LI Against Domestic Violence is a regional pioneer in providing services to victims of domestic violence. For more than 20 years, our focus has been on providing services to victims of domestic violence so that they can find ways to stay free from violence and find resiliency and promote lifelong healing. Our services, which you described, include our hotline, counseling, vocational training, emergency shelter, prevention and education, legal advocacy, and also legal resources. And do you service both men and women? We do. Okay. So what are three tips you would give to our listeners who are either themselves facing or know other people who are facing domestic violence challenges in their home or workplace? Well, first and foremost, if someone is in immediate danger, 911 is the best recourse. Call your local police department and get help. If you're thinking about getting help, don't tell your partner. Why is that? Because it could be very dangerous. If a abuser perceives that someone is seeking help, they also perceive a loss of power and control. And so times when someone is seeking help can actually be the most dangerous. And thirdly, I would say don't take advice from people who are not professionals or trained in the area of domestic violence. While well-meaning, oftentimes this advice can also cause harm to someone and be dangerous. You know, sometimes people will say, well, stay in the marriage or we'll fight back if he's being abusive. Um, Others might say, oh, you should threaten, and I'm using air quotes, threaten to call the police. And all of those things could be very dangerous. Okay, and what would a caller to your hotline expect upon making the call? Who answers and what is the procedure? Our hotline is always answered by our trained hotline staff, 24 hours a day, holidays, weekends included. First and foremost, what they should expect is to be listened to and to be held in high regard and to be believed. And so if someone needs our services, we're there to listen without judgment and to provide resources, facts, and support. May a caller remain anonymous or does the caller need to give a name and contact information? Callers may remain anonymous and all calls are confidential. Um, The only caveat to that is if someone was in immediate danger or if someone was thinking about suicide, if we weren't able to walk them through that process in terms of finding a way to ensure that the person was safe in that moment, then we might reach out to law enforcement. And does your organization work with victims of mental or emotional abuse, or is it limited to physical abuse? 
Our organization um, works with any victim of domestic violence, so that includes physical abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, cyber abuse, sexual abuse. Okay, could you explain what cyber abuse is, please? Sure. Cyber abuse is where a partner will use social media in particular to abuse the person and control them. So it might be if uh, intimate images were shared at one point that the partner threatens to disclose those images or share those images outside of the relationship. And what does your organization do with information it receives which is not of an urgent nature? Um, if somebody calls our hotline and they are talking about a pattern of abuse and it's not to the point where we feel the person is in imminent danger, although all abusive relationships are dangerous, we would talk to them and figure out what is the best course of action for that person and what they choose to do. So, for instance, we work with clients who choose to stay in the relationship, and a lot of people find that counterintuitive. But the bottom line is we want people to be the safest that they can be, and for some individuals, it's safe for them to stay in the relationship if they can put things in place. Maybe it's not safe for them to leave in this moment. Maybe they're not ready to leave in this moment, and we'll work with any client who wants our services in order to build safety. Is the issue of, of safety to leave, does that rely upon financial ability to leave, or are we talking about a uh, personal safety issue here? Safety encompasses a lot of things, and for some individuals, financial constraints certainly make it difficult for the person to leave, but also physical safety. As I mentioned earlier, um, when a client chooses to leave and the abuser perceives that they are losing power and control, they will do whatever it takes to keep that power and control. And oftentimes we see violence, physical violence, emotional violence escalate at that time. And does your organization serve children as well as adults? We do serve children, yes. Um, children are definitely victims of domestic violence in terms of being exposed to violence between parents. Children can be caught in the crossfire. And we often see that it's devastating if children are not given services and supports. Um, children oftentimes are used as pawns between parents that might be um, splitting up where there's domestic violence involved. And, you know, we've seen children take on the role of caregiver for the parent that is being abused. And to that extent, they really lose their childhood. So our goal when we work with clients and their children is to help children understand that domestic violence is the fault of the abuser only, and to help children also learn healthy coping skills as well as to identify healthy relationships. Because we really want children to understand when they're choosing friendships, when they're choosing dating partners, that there's some things that they should have um, in terms of basic rights. So safety, um, mutual concern, good communication. Those are the things we want children and adults to know that they deserve in a relationship. Does domestic violence also include sibling violence, meaning one brother or sister involved in um, physical altercation with a sibling? So domestic violence, the term, depending upon who you ask, can mean different things. Um, it is, it doesn't, domestic violence, the term does include any intimate partner as well as familiar partner in New York State. So we do serve um, victims who may have a parent-child dispute in terms of abuse. We may serve siblings. Our primary focus is on intimate partner violence, 
but certainly that extends to people who need um, help outside that as well. Okay, and let's talk about your hotline. Is that Does that operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Our hotline operates 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it is always answered by our trained staff. And what is that hotline number, please? The hotline number is 631-666-8833. And are you based only in Suffolk County, or do you handle uh, all issues on the island? Our primary focus is in Suffolk County. However, our services are available beyond that. So for instance, if someone needs shelter, it you do not need to be a Suffolk County resident to come into our shelter. If someone wants to call our hotline, we can help them with resources outside of Suffolk County as well. Are there fees to use your organization's resources? None of our services cost anything. So all of our services are free. So how do you find your funding? We have contracts through the county, Suffolk County. Uh, we have contracts through the federal government as well as through the state. And then we also do a lot of fundraising. So in addition to the hotline, do you also provide one-to-one meetings with anyone who would need uh, information from you? Sure. So in addition to the hotline, and the hotline really is the best way for someone to access our services initially, um, because again, it is 24 hours a day and our hotline staff are trained to get people to the right department. Um, But beyond that, we do do counseling, one-on-one counseling, as well as support groups for individuals to provide that emotional support and healing. We also have advocates who work out of all seven of the Suffolk County police precincts, as well as in the courts. So if someone is accessing police services, they get linked with one of our advocates immediately. Okay, thank you. So our first weekly segment is called What is on Your Desk? about an issue or challenge facing one of your clients specifically concerning a legal rule or statute. So Colleen, what's on your desk? Uh, We recently had a survivor who made the decision to leave. Um, This particular survivor had children in common with the abuser. And she left and went to stay with family, friends. At that time, she did not seek services. She didn't seek legal advice. And the abuser basically threatened and said, you know, you left, you kidnapped our children, and I'm going to contact the authorities if you don't come back. And, you know, because of this, I'm going to get full custody of the children. She ended up going back into the relationship, um, which really put herself and the children in, in grave danger. Um, luckily, a few months being back with the abusive partner, she did reach out to our organization for help, and we were able to walk her through the process in terms of what she could do to leave in a, in a safer way, and also to link her up with a lawyer who could walk her through the legal process in terms of what to put in place in terms of custody, child support, visitation, so that she had peace of mind that you know, he was not going to be able to come in and and take the kids away from her and she would never see them again because that's really the way he spoke to her, what she truly believed was going to happen. And that's why she went back. That sounds very scary to think you're going to lose your children while you're trying to act to maintain your safety and their safety as well. It is. It can be very overwhelming for clients. And that's why our ability to be able to walk people through the process is so valuable. And I think that's why, you know, one of the most rewarding things about working for the organization is the fact that our clients stay in touch with us. And we hear from them years later about the impact that we had on their lives. And it's not because we do anything magical. It's really because we provide resources and information at a point in time where the survivor really needs that. And it's the survivor who has the strength and resiliency to get through the situation. And we're just there to guide them.
Well, perhaps a survivor does not have supportive family or friends who are also able to assist. So you come in in that void, basically, to help the person to move on and to improve his or her life. So it's very important work. Now to a matter which we're following with great interest and concern, namely the budgetary crisis in the Wyandam School District, which is facing a tax freeze and nearly $9 million of potential budget cuts. 2,800 students are affected in that district, which is the poorest in Suffolk County when measured by taxable income and real estate property values. The district has a 24% proficiency rate in reading and a 22% proficiency rate in math. Voters in that school district opposed two proposed budgets this year, 2019, both of which would have overridden New York State's tax cap law. As a result, the Wyandotte School District has laid off 30 teachers, four administrators, 14 bus drivers, and 12 bus monitors. Also affected are 46 teacher assistants and aides, although it's unclear what's happening to those positions. And now we're moving on to a weekly segment called Only on Long Island, in which we discuss interesting developments here on the island. Colleen, what is your Only on Long Island comment? Just last month, Governor Cuomo signed into law the revenge porn bill. This new law criminalizes as a Class A misdemeanor the intentional, non-consensual disclosure of sexually explicit images that were obtained under reasonable expectations of privacy. So someone shared those images and they were only really meant for that other party and the other party either threatens to disseminate the information or actually disseminates the information. So in Suffolk County, the threat alone is actually um, a class eight misdemeanor. All of New York State now has the protection. Well, and Suffolk previously passed a similar bill which actually was stronger than the New York State bill, correct? Correct. So, so once again, Suffolk County is leading in this area, which is great. Are there any representatives in particular who are supporting this bill? Um, Legislator Carahan was very instrumental in passing the Suffolk bill, um, and Senator Mon Monica Martinez, who was a champion when she was here in Suffolk and is now at the state level, has really uh, been at the forefront of pushing for this measure. Okay, very good. And my comment is about the Nassau County Fire Service Academy in Bethpage, which hosts every year during the summer a five-day intensive training camp for all high school students who want to learn to put out fires and hopefully join their local fire department when they turn 18. Students go through courses including forcible entry, second-story bailouts, and live car and warehouse fires of more than 1,000 degrees. It sounds like more fun than sitting at home playing video games, which leads us to our last segment today, Rest in Peace. Colleen, whom do you remember who recently passed and made a significant contribution on Long Island? Um, Dari Schwartz, who was very highly regarded in her role as a chief um, of the Child Abuse and Domestic Violence Bureau of the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office, died this past July, and sadly, it was just two months into her retirement. Um, she was passionate, and she really brought a lot of innovative programs to Suffolk County, including the SANE Nurse um, Program, as well as our Child Advocacy Program. And most recently, she worked um, to form a multidisciplinary team that included LI Against Domestic Violence, the Suffolk County Police Department, the DA's office, and a team of specialized forensic nurses to look at um, cases of strangulation and to collect evidence so that they could be prosecuted further in cases of domestic violence. 
Okay, well, may her memory be a blessing. And Colleen, is there anything else you would like to add? I just want to say, if anyone is listening to this podcast and and you think you may be in an abusive relationship, you're not to blame. It is the abuser who is to blame. Um, you are not the cause for your partner's abusive behavior, and you deserve to be in a relationship that you have respect and fair treatment, and you're not alone. There are people here waiting to help you. Well, thank you, Colleen. And once again, uh, I, I ask our listeners to look at our show notes for full contact information and telephone number for the hotline um, for LI Against Domestic Violence. And that's it today for our eighth episode. Thank you, Colleen, for coming on the podcast. And to our listeners, be sure to download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you are there, please rate us, hopefully five stars, with a review that might start. I just heard on the LI Law podcast that high school students may apply every year to participate in the summer's Nassau County Fire Service Academy in Old Bethpage. That sounds better than sitting on the couch all day playing video games. Well, the LA Law Podcast cannot put out the fires, but we can inform you about everything Long Island. We are your source for local tips which educate and entertain. Thanks for listening.